Welcome to Doug's Open Mic, a podcast spotlighting local musicians, bands, and songwriters. Hi there, everybody. D.U.G. here, back at Doug's Open Mic for yet another episode. This episode, I have my buddy, Joe Berglund. He's a regular at The Social, which we've talked about a number of times, most notably with Craig Edwards, episode seven, I believe. So, Joe, how you been? Pretty good, Doug. Yeah. So I'm last night as we speak. It was pretty good. Yeah. No, that that session has has been consistently a, a great session since I've been there. So how long? So Ben was saying... So, how well do you know Joe? I said, oh, I've known him at the social for quite a while. I was like, do you know his last, what's his last time? I don't know. Where, where, where does he live? I don't know. Uh, what else does he do? I don't know. But I know he's a great guy and he plays great guitar at the sessions and the other instruments, the banjo and the fiddle. And I said, so I brought him on. It's strange though, like with, you know, you know, because like we're always coming together in like the context of music that so little... Like music becomes the conversation. Yes, you know, right. and so little other those those things. Like you, there's really no need for small talk almost, you know, and that's why it's like I've, I've seen you for like years now. Yeah, you know, and, and you can just think about how how last names never come yeah, up. Why, what yeah, what do we need a last yeah. name for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, how long have you been playing at the? How, how long have you been playing in general? Honestly, uh, in general, so I'm 27 now, and I started. Uh, like seriously taking up music when I was in college, so about 19 years old. Yeah, and I started with, you know, it wasn't old time first or old time like we play at the session or fiddle tunes. It was, it, it was rock and roll, and then just through like a chain of events, kind of progressed into um, old time and fiddle musics and things like that, more folk and acoustic. What got you into music in general? I uh, just. Probably, you know, the the free time of being at school. Uh, so a lot of downtime and... Cause it's supposed to be studying. Well, you know, Doug, <laughs> in between... Uh, in to be, not, not that I could say uh, anything. <clears throat> be, being a great student, you know, you just... Oh, once yeah. you just blaze through all the work like that. Understood. You know? Understood. Yeah. No, but, it, you know, it was... Uh, you know, I'm sure there's, like, other elements, too, of... of it. You know, you you start to realize that it's like music branches out and all these things. It's like you get to you if you're not a conversationalist, you can play music with people and you never have to say a word, right? Yep, yep, you know, you don't have to yeah. introduce yourself. If you if you want to meet women, grab a guitar. You know, it's like <laughs> it's like it's got all these. It's elements not that easy, it. but well, it's, you know, <laughs> but it's it's a it's a yeah, it's a genuine start. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you end up being the. I mean, it would help to have the guitar. your looks. <clears throat> yeah, well, you know, it's the guitar helps too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, you were uh, thirty years old when you started playing, right? Yeah, it was. So it, you, I, was I was very late to the party. Were you married already at thirty? No, I, I was playing. I didn't get married till I was mid thirties or so. Yeah, I was very. I was late to the party on that too. And did the guitar help you land? No, absolutely land not. Melanie. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> did your wife play it? Play no, it all? No, no, not at all. Oh wow! No, no, no. Huh? Um, <laughs> so uh, and then what was the what made you transition 
you know, towards towards this love of uh, you know folk and bluegrass and and old time music. Uh, strangely enough, um, not that it was totally by chance. I mean, there was definitely, you know, I had some interest, um, maybe an expanding out of out of of just basic rock and roll. I was just once it was pretty insatiable. Like once I started getting into music, it was you know I wanted to learn every part of it. So. Uh, I was in some sort of music class when I was in college and uh, a professor was coming in the day covering for another professor who would end up teaching me claw hammer banjo, um, you know, and, and it was, it was a for credit course, you know, so I was taking private lessons for credit and through that he put me in contact with, you know, some people that I still play music with today. He 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 originally was the one that told me about the session at John's. Even yeah. And every musician we have, we every time we don't even have to prompt. There's always somebody that really set them on the road. Yeah. You know, you know, I mean, oftentimes it's a high school music teacher, or sometimes it's even less. But there's there's always somebody. And I like to say that a lot of musicians, including myself. You kind of stumble around and, you know, just till you find what you love, you know, just, just try different things. And all of a sudden, one day you'll just run into something and go, oh, that's me. That's what I want to do. Yeah. No. And, and, and kind of the, the, strangely enough, you know, I, I like explain this to people all the time is that it wasn't that I had this like inclination just automatically towards folk and old time. It was. It was the fact that it was super social music, and it was kind of like the conduit through which I could find, you know, a community of people constantly that were playing. And then, you know, I found out later on you can basically travel one end of the country to the other, and there's festivals, you know, where people are all getting together. Super social music. Um, it's totally ubiquitous. It's it's everywhere. You know, it's it was. It could have been. It could have been jazz, it could have been classical music, but you know, it, it ended up being old time. Yep. It and it's very acoustical, so so it's not loud, you know, and so people can have conversations with it. Yeah. Have you done any traveling? Quite a bit, yeah. In the the past um I started like my first cross country trips while I was still in college, but the past like four years I've been going back and forth between the West Coast and play music out there and uh it started out as just like chasing festivals but i ended up getting linked up with like a community of people out there and i i play music and go back and forth to to like play and play professionally with them yeah. so oh, oops i didn't mean to um so you mentioned claw hammer banjo so a lot of people think that there's just one technique on banjo and what they're kind of used to listening to with, with what i would call bluegrass banjo sure so, so educate the people the difference between claw hammer and bluegrass. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose the simplest way is I can use this banjo here to demonstrate. So, um, not that it's, it's so crazy removed, the two styles of music, but old time and bluegrass, but that um, kind of Johnny Cash, boom chuck feel that gets sped up for like dance tempo. That boom chuck, boom chuck, boom gets translated, you know, when they teach a claw hammer banjo into what's called like a bum diddy style, and that's the um, bum diddy, bum 
Diddy. So that, that basically you use that. That's a claw hammer strum. Absolutely at its most basic element. And from that, all the other things that... All the other melody things will extend out of that. So that's that's claw hammer it's as most basic is is that form. It's it's leading with a with a finger, a downstroke across a brush, and then you're as you're moving your hand away, you're grabbing that um fifth string, the short fifth string that acts like a drone, basically. In in bluegrass, even though I don't play Scrug style, um, you know, it's relying on rolls. So it's all that that it's rather than just the more rhythmic brushing and uh that bum ditty, it's rolls that are you're creating you're you're still all within that framework of that bum ditty boom chuck feel but you're um playing around with the melody in a different way that there's the the roles are are more important than any sort of uh rhythmic overarching rhythmic and if you ever get with some bluegrass banjo players together, that's all they talk about is their roles. Yeah. <laughs> but that, yeah. I mean, that, 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 that's, oh, they're the roles. But anyways, you got the banjo, so give us a song. I certainly can. Uh, th- strangely enough, I, I, I probably won't uh, play this claw hammer, but I, I do play a, uh, a certain technique that's like a three-finger technique, so... Wichita's worked 
telephone. Ooh, now is that old time mountain music or what? That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> he's got that. He's got that. We want to call it the mountain twang, I guess. Would that be the best way to describe it? I'm not. Yeah, sure there, there is. Strangely enough, and I, I don't know if you have any theories on why this is, Doug, but there's, there's something about the that like American folk music that always has this like longing element to it. You know, it's like melancholy in some way, even when at its happiest. You oh, know, who wants? I'm very well to know of my dark songs. Who wants happy songs? That's what I say. Maybe once in a while, Raffy can do a couple now and then. There's a lot of truth to it, though, because you really you think about it. It's like you don't want a cupcake every day for every meal, right? It's like yeah. the, the, the cupcake's great every now and then. Just a basic happy song is okay, but... It's not the meal. You know, the meal is like the emotion and all yeah, that and, other stuff that kind of... Bad things happen to you. Know, bad things... Murder's out there. There's murders out yeah, there. I'm telling yeah, you. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a... Um, this is a completely different type of music than what we're talking about. But um, I am a fan of... Uh, and I have been for a long time a fan of Jason Mraz. Okay. And Jason Mraz writes a ton of music. Like an absolute ton of music. But he has said in many interviews that he refuses to put out anything but the happy stuff that he writes. Wow. Really? And I'm just so interested because he's a and, great and he, song. And he, actually, and he actually makes money? He's a great <laughs> songwriter. <laughs> he makes money? Really? I, I know. know it could be done. He's other a, than Raffi. He's a great songwriter. He's super I'm prolific. Just, yeah, just yeah, like yeah. you said. I'm just, I'm just like... I want those sad songs. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, Jason. Yeah, um, give me those sad come, songs. Uh, there's gotta uh, be had. There's gotta be bad things that happen to you. Although that's one of my standard jokes about when they, people ask me if I write songs, they go, "I don't have any. My life's been pretty good. I don't have any bad things. I didn't have any <laughs> bad breakups. I, you know, it's like everything's good." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if you are uh, somebody who has written some songs about your breakups uh, and you want to try them out for the first time, I highly suggest going to Perks Open Mic on Mondays. Um, try out they have a singer songwriter open mic you can do covers if you want that's not a big deal but uh, Perks and Quirks is the sponsor of the show open mic on Mondays live music six nights a week in the heart of downtown Westerly they have uh, an eclectic array of grilled cheeses they open at 11 o'clock every day and they have a wonderful martini selection check out Perks and Quirks and uh, tell them that you heard about them on. I'm sure you didn't hear about them for the first time ever, but check them out and uh, tell them that you heard about them on Doug's open mic. Doug, yeah, yeah. Anything you want to say about perks? Actually, what I would also say is if you're a veteran guitar player or musician, if you're a veteran musician, open mics, especially at perks, is a great laboratory. I use it all the time. I, you know, I I got a new song I want to try out. That's the first place I try it out. I you know I go down the perks. Gene sets, has a nice sound system all set up. I just have to walk in, plug in, and, and, and play the song and kind of see what it sounds like in a live environment rather than in, in your living room. And you can kind of judge, granted it's a bar and half the people aren't listening to you, but you can kind of judge the reaction that you get. Yeah. Um, all right. So now that the shilling part of the podcast is done for now, uh, Joe, where do you... Um, like? Where do you get your material to write? How do you write a song, personally? Um, it it varies, but so like in that 
instance, <laughs> that, that song stemmed out of uh, just a bit of family history. So I have a grandmother, um, Leveda, she's the one I'm singing about in the song. She was she grew up on a on a farm in Oklahoma, and when eighteen came around, you know she 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 left. She she flew the coop, and um, one of the first stops on the way, you know, was was Wichita Falls, where she, uh, her and her friend Mary went, and they worked for the the telephone company. Yeah, so you know it's not every great story, too, you know. Obviously, it depends on the songwriter, but you can't always jam them into a song the way you want to. But sometimes the melody and the content fall together and kind of click together really nicely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that whole um, that the melody, the 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 feel, the genre even of the song was perfect for that story that you were telling. You know, yeah. So that that was awesome. No, it's 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 funny. It's 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 funny you say that too because you know you can think about with every genre of music. There's there's a, the music is is just as much an indicator of mood as the lyrics, right? So. You know, and even to some extent, you can like play around with those expectations too. Where you've you've heard songs before, I'm sure that they kind of have an upbeat oh, feel yeah, to the, them, they, but they're yeah, really the, dark. The, the, the happy song with <laughs> the happy music with the with the dark well with the dark yeah. lyrics. Yeah, because we do, we really do have this idea about you know, there's for for Western. Um, Years, you know, there's like that. That is sad for most of us. That minor chord feels like something. Yeah, I love minor chords. Just the same way that major feels. um, You know, it's not as deliberately sad or angsty or whatever the case is. Like, there's that that feeling is there for for a Western ear. So you can you can play around with it. And there's a lot of cool things you can do. So I got a request for a song because we only get time for like two, two or three at most. Yeah. So, so how about that one you played? That so I, I, it's probably a cover, but it's probably so old. It Which one? Matter. The rocking chair one. Oh my gosh! Absolutely. Yeah. Would you do that with a banjo? Or would you do that with a guitar? You usually do it with a guitar, but banjo I can I can play it on on whatever instrument well, you'd you'd prefer. I kind of I, I in my mind it's guitar. I'll play it on guitar. All right, and uh, we have another uh, ad that we can yeah, go through while you, while, you ready, we'll while you get that. While you get that out, um, this episode of Doug's Open Mic is also brought to you in part by Mystic River Acupuncture, ancient medicine for a modern world. Come try their safe and effective methods to improve your physical, mental, and emotional well-being. Use this for prevention or quicker healing from il- from illness. The clinic offers a wide range of services from acupuncture, Chinese herbs, and therapeutic massage to non-needling methods such as cupping, magnet therapy, and so much more. Mystic River Acupuncture is conveniently located in the city of Groton near I-95, Route 1, and Thames Street. For more information, call 860-448-6766 or visit mysticriveracupuncture.com. They have a senior day community acupuncture clinic. And they've been in business for over 30 years. And there's also something very, very, very unique about Mystic River Acupuncture, specifically for musicians. Doug? So I've known Kate for a long time. Joe knows her, too. That is true. That's true. For a long time, I knew her as Concertina Kate, because I didn't know her last name either. Yeah, and you didn't know she was doing it, did acupuncture, right? Yeah. Yeah, she does acupuncture. 
And again, since she's a musician, she knows the various musician ailments. And um, she can fix you up if you... I, I, I say it every podcast, but I've, I just think it's funny. that you. She, I've seen her take musicians in the back room and give them a treatment like right there. <laughs> yeah. She's skilled at what she does, among her many other talents of being an, a great musician, too. Yeah. So check them out, mysticriveractupuncture.com. So this, this one, Red Rocking Chair, um, a lot of old time is built around sources. And uh, truthfully, I, I don't know the source that most people call upon for it, but I can tell you where I heard it first. I, I was doing some traveling, um, and I was at a session in Asheville, North Carolina, when I heard this played this way for the first time. Do you want a little Doug. harmony with it, or, or yes, no, maybe? Absolutely, yeah. Do you have your guitar too, Doug? No. He's so sad. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know the words, Doug. I do. Was awesome. I like that, Mr. Ben. 
Uh, I loved that. That was great. Um, wow. So, so uh, Asheville. You were in Asheville. Yeah. Um, how was that? Uh, Asheville, from a from an old time perspective, um, you know, in that greater region that surrounds it, there's kind of like a, you know, can almost imagine like an old time triangle if you wanted to of Southern Virginia. North Carolina, Eastern Tennessee, um, that's been super influential, you know, for the music. So, um, it's Asheville, you know, sits, at, uh, it's a, you know, like a, uh, urban center within all that. So it's, it's a, uh, a Mecca for just anybody kind of seeking out the music and it's a great place to get together with a lot of really awesome musicians. You know, that's the other cool thing about old time too, is like, you know, I'm sure you've experienced Doug is like there's the old time celebrities, but you know, not in the way that a celebrity exists in any other genre of music, because you can find yourself at a festival sitting next to, you know, the most influential modern players it's it happens like that it's that level of sociability in the music you know and ease of access to these people which is really cool that is really cool so did you go to clifftop this year no i don't think no no No, you were you were at the the great social cover session yeah (laughs) that's right that's yeah Yeah. we were there together yeah yeah Yeah, we we were we were off off the leash as we were off the leash the old time police were 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 all away yeah (laughs) we were we were giving it our best yeah that was pretty great yeah um (laughs) what's uh what would be your um what's your favorite because you obviously play different you know different genres now. So, what is your favorite thing to play or to write? You know, to play and write. What is your favorite thing to play when you're playing out with people? And then, what is your favorite style to write in? Ooh, um, this may may be like an awful answer to that, but the, this is the most truthful way I can say this. I'm I'm really big about the the greater composition. Like I love to think about it that way. So, um, I do have personal favorites depending on um you know like if i if i were playing square dance i would probably want to be playing fiddle or guitar just right off the cuff that's what i would say but if there were already a fiddler there and already a guitar player i have no problem i love picking up a banjo to fill that out you know or to play bass to fill that out it's I love the idea of making a big, complete sound. You know, whatever whatever instrumentation that calls for. So I I think the it's part of the reason that the music for me is so enjoyable is because it's multiple people coming together. You know, and sometimes that means that you're the you're the support to make all that work as a like a big giant sound, and that which is which is pretty cool. And one of the great things about the session too is that. Every time you come there, you can um, play whatever's required to to fill out the sound as best can be. I can't believe that you've only been playing for eight years, A, and that you're only 27. <laughs> well, it's... A, Both of those things seem like you're lying to me. I think. It's, <laughs> a, it's, it's, you have to understand that it, it totally uprooted my life when I started to play. I mean, it became... 
I was going to college to go be a teacher. You know, I was like, I had like a whole totally different life plan and music uh, upended it. It was, it was an absolute obsession addiction. I mean, it was like, took up every waking hour when I started to play, you know, it was, I, I think I started playing like bass was the first serious instrument I played. And by the, by the six months into it, I was like, did everything I could to get myself in a band to play. And it didn't mean that I was like, great, great, but I was, I needed to be in a band, you know, and it's like, this, this was going to be it for me. And it, it did, it changed everything. So it's and that's cool. how you get good. It, the old get good. I mean, if, I've said it a hundred times before in this show. It's like, if you can find people to play with, it, it will propel your music. You can, you can only get so good on the couch. You, you got to get out and play with people. It's so true. I mean, it's, it's nothing could be closer to the truth. And part of the reason that those sessions are so integral to like the old time scene, you know, because you'll have, you could just see it last night. There was a young guy in there. Yeah. Who was, God, how old was he? 15? Not yeah. Really. No, but seriously though. <laughs> not really. Young he was, guy. No, he, he's teaching at Wesleyan, so he's, he's not 15, but he, God, he was young. <laughs> yeah. And he's coming in there for the first time. That place, whether he realizes it or not, will be like, it's like a proving ground. It's like you like start to cut your teeth, you know, being in those sessions. And it, it just like Doug said, like it, propels you in a totally different caliber of musicianship when you start to play with other people. It's crazy how much of a difference it makes. So, so you played square dances at, on occasion? I do. Oh, I do. I got a square dance song. Uh, I got a square dance song. Uh, not, not a song, a uh, story. A square dance story. <laughs> All right. So way back when I was just starting music, I, I was I, with this little bluegrass band. We mostly just played on Friday nights at a guy's house. But every now and then we would come out. So all of a sudden, one day, the fiddle guy calls me up and says, Doc, we got to play a, a, a square dance pub, such and such. <laughs> okay. And it's like, I'll meet you, blah, blah, blah. So, so I walk in, and the first thing I was like, this was full-blown square dance, a hoop skirts, and the, you know, they got the, oh, wow. Uh, oh, I, full, I was like, whoa. And then I was like, where's the bar? And they goes like, oh, no, this is a square, no, no bar. It's like, hmm. Pat, you didn't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so anyway, so we, we start. And one thing about square dances, especially this one, it would start this song, and we would play one song forever. I mean, literally 10 minutes, you know, because we'd be going along, and I was like, all right, it's going to end now. And then, the, and then all of a sudden, the square dance guy would go, Alabama left. And, and they go, here they go again. You know? <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> And then the final thing was all of a sudden, like, all right, what's the next song? Oklahoma, I go, you're kidding, right? We're going to play. I thought, I, I don't know how to play Oklahoma, you know? I'm a, like I'm a, the, the show tune? Yeah, like the show tune. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's like, oh, it's like, off we go. But you know what? By the time we finished, I knew it. Because we yeah. went for like 10 minutes, you know. It's a repetitive song. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> funny, though. It, uh, it yeah. was quite the thing. And, and afterwards, we got paid, all of us was like, Pat, what? I'm going to the bar and you're buying all the drinks. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, my story. All right. Well, unfortunately, it's, uh, it's already, you know, over 30 minutes. So, um, Joe, where can people find you to, you know, do you take bookings? Can people find your music anywhere? Yeah. Um, Truthfully, I've been when I was in college, I played with a string band, so 
I still use, even though that string band has is more or less extinct, um, there's a Facebook page. It's Thread City String Band. Thread City being like Will and Manic. I went to college in Eastern. Um, and that that's a Facebook page that you could contact me through. Um, also, uh, by way of Instagram, um, the handle is uh, at barjbar, B-A-R-J-A-Y, B-A-R. Um, those are probably the two easiest ways to get me. Otherwise, um, I do play at farmer's markets around here on, on Wednesday, this Wednesday, I believe. Um, I don't know if this will be out in time. Pro- no. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, well, I don't know. Oh, I'm trying to think of where the next gig would be beyond that. Yeah. But anyways. Don't, don't, don't put the gig, because these things... Who knows? And 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 they, you know they're gonna be archived, so somebody could be listening to this a year from now. So, yeah, 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 so, yeah. So hopefully, it, it's it's possible. Keep your eyes out. And I I played a lot of local farmers markets around here during the summer, and I'll be out west for the winter. So maybe you'll see me out there too. Yeah. And again, if you if you have trouble finding them, just get in touch with either Ben or me, and we will hunt them down. <laughs> awesome. Uh, will you play us one more song? I certainly can. Yeah. Awesome. And while you get ready for that, we have one last sponsor to talk about. Uh, another wonderful place to do an open mic in town is Ashway's Boneyard Barbecue. They have their open mics on Wednesday nights, and um, that, that is a fantastic spot to go try out some new stuff or make a first attempt even um, at, you know, getting from the couch to the stage, as Doug always likes to say. They also have incredible barbecue food. Uh, Doug uh, talks endlessly about their wasabi wings. They have wing specials. They have DJ trivia on Tuesday nights, karaoke um, two nights a week as well, and uh, tons of other entertainment and specials, and they're just a fantastic place. Doug, you want to say anything about I also had their fish and chips there a couple times, and it was very good. (coughs) And the other... Thing different about their open mic compared to most of the other ones is, is they start early. They start like seven o'clock. So I mean, mm-hmm. Perks doesn't start till nine nine thirty. So if you want to get to bed by like nine or ten, maybe the Boneyard's for you. Awesome. All right, check them out. Boneyard Barbecue in Ashway. Tell them Doug sent you. Joe, uh, it's all you. Yeah, and thanks again, fellas. <laughs> Unless I got a reason to 
too, but I'll polish your buckle while we waltz. She says it's, it's too late to call it night, and it's, it's too late to go on home. It's too late to call it night, and it's, it's too late to go on home. It's too late to call it night. 